Good morning. How are you? Good. Well, did you know that how are you in Korean is 안녕? Okay, I don't want to get to a language lesson this morning, but I think it's a funny sound. 안녕. You want to try that? 안녕. And it's a very heavenly language because it means actually directly translated shalom. Are you at peace? Shalom. So uh, I think annyeong is a great way to greet one another. Could you just, you know, look at the person next to you, their beautiful face, and looking, just stare into their beautiful eyes and say, Annyeong. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, might as well give him a hug. Come on, come on. Give, give her a hug. Annyeong. Oh. Mm. <laughs> And um, I, I love revision, so um, a few weeks ago, I have told you what it, how to say, ah, joa. Do you know what that means, though? So good. Uh, it's not just the donuts, okay, it, that is so good. God is so good. So can we try that? Ah, joa. And, and normally, we do that when we're hugging one another So in Korea. So, could, could, you know, you don't mind another hug? Oh, I miss my wife already. Ah, You know, I just love the fact that as we age, uh, we become more cuddly. Um, you know, it just, you know, the cushion just adds up, doesn't it? And... Uh, uh, my wife, you know, always says, you're so close, yet so far, you know. <laughs> oh, honey. And I'll just give her a big squeeze in and say, oh, you're so good. And I just love the fact that God has just designed in a way that when we hug and cherish one another, it feels so good. And have you ever wondered why it feels so good? And I thought about it. And I thought about it, and I thought about it, and I could come with no other explanation but to say, He loves to do so. He, the one by whom we were created in His own image, in His own visage, in His own character, in His own style, in His own affection, in His own spirit, create us in a such a way that when we run to God and hug Him with all that we got and we embrace and feel His warm touch in every part of our body, there is rest, shalom, there is peace, there is joy, and there is comfort, and there is excitement. Why? Because we were created to share that love and affection with God our Lord. And also with one another. So I pray that as you walk this day, this beautiful Lord's day that God has created for us, one that will never repeat again, one that is not of old but is brand new, this gifted day, I pray that you will enjoy God in every way with God and with one another. Amen? I sure. Okay. Oh, good morning. Let's start with a prayer. Father God, thank you so much that you have woken up this morning. 
Yes, the fact that we opened our eyes and saw the light is in fact the biggest blessing that we have received today. The fact that we have been gifted with another brand new day in which we can enjoy your embrace and your love and your touch and your warmth in the sunlight, your beautiful whisper in the winds, and Father, your beautiful creativity in the trees and in the sky and in the clouds. Father, this day you have gifted to us so that we may enjoy you. And not alone, but you have created us so that, Father, we may enjoy it with one another. Oh God, what a blessing it is that you have called us as your sons and daughters and have gathered us at one place as your big family, as the body of Christ, so that we may celebrate together who you are and what you have done for us. The one who have conquered death and given us a new life and given us a new way where there is no way. And Father, have allowed us to restore unto you, be restored unto you in the very image that you wanted us to be. Oh God, what a privilege and blessing we have received today. And so, Father, we come to you with a celebrating heart. We come to you with a full trusting heart. And, Father, we approach you with thanksgiving. And, Father, we approach you with hope and anticipation. Anticipating what you will tell us. What you will speak into our hearts. What you will engrave into our memories. So that we may love you more. And love one another like you have first loved us. Oh, Holy Spirit, fill us this hour. Give us the power to discern, power to understand, and power to live by it. Holy Spirit, let it be joyful unto us to not only hear the Word of God, but to run with it. Help us to, Lord, joyfully run out to this world, to the uttermost parts of this world, with the hope and the gospel that you have given us. And Father, let us live in obedience to your will. What a blessing we have received this morning. We love you. Therefore, we will obey. Help us to love you more. Help us to obey further. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. So, please turn to your scripture. Oh, look at this. I got a new Bible just for the church. I, I, uh, one gentleman told me you've been reading ESV. So, I bought an ESV. Do you like it? All right. Okay. I, I love this Bible. I've been reading it online, but I never physically bought it. Okay. Could you turn to Psalms chapter 23? A famous chapter in the Bible. Psalm chapter 23. And... We're going to read this verse from first verse to the last verse. There's not many, but we're going to do it in a little traditional way. So what we do is I'm going to take a turn and you take a turn. I'll read verse one, you read verse two. And the final verse, let's all read it together. How's that? Sounds good? Okay, verse one. I'm reading from ESV. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside. 
He restores my soul. He leads me in path of righteousness for His name's sake. If I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Holy goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now this morning, uh, when I woke up, as it happens every single day when I wake up, did you know that you know, kids wake up earlier in weekends than weekdays? For strange reasons. I just want them to sleep in as much as they can, but here I am, 6 a.m., up in the morning, and 6.15, they get up. I don't know what's in their DNA, but they do. And the first one is always my oldest girl, Hannah. And she will come up, and I'm always in the living room, drink a cup of water, and she comes up and said, Good morning, Daddy. I'm hungry. First thing in the morning, the reason she wakes up, there's no other reason but hungry. <laughs> and she's looking for food already. And the menu has to be ham, egg, grilled, um, what else? Um, anything sweet, anything energetic, oh, hot chocolate. Um, she is an energetic girl. She burns energy all day, and she's depleted in the morning, so she needs to fill up. So she sits there demanding, I am hungry. Then the second one, hearing that demand on the table, rubs his eyes, and his, boys, his name is Enoch, and he just rubs his eyes, and, and he comes up to the living room. Then he sees me, then he quickly just goes, Ah, and he just stands there like, ah, with the arms wide open. And what that means is he does not need food in the morning. He needs affection. His hunger is not food at the moment. His hunger is touch. Uh, some of you read for your couple, um, uh, the love language, I think it was Gary Chapman, that there is a five love languages. Oh, lucky I read that. I mean, <laughs> you know, but, and this boy, he just needs to be held for about 15 minutes solid in the morning. You know, he will, if you don't hug him, he will cling to your leg and actually follow you wherever you go. So mine as well, take the comfort and just hug him as much as you like and just stay there. Don't do anything else. Stay there. Now, realizing that both his, her sister and brother is up, my little girl Noelle, who is the, the joy of our house recently, because she's, she's doing comedy all day long. I'm sure if you have a third child, you know what that means. Uh, she suddenly runs up, and she's all wide awake, and she's like ready to run. And the very fact that I am paying attention to Enoch and hugging him means... I am here too. Okay, so her desire is recognition. Her desire is, I am here. Recognize me. <laughs> Make sure you don't forget me. 
I'm the third and the most important. Make sure you drop the boy and hug me. Okay? So for one hour, you could imagine every morning, if I don't wake up, this is a tragedy in the morning. Because you can't satisfy all three in 15 minutes and get out of the car and go to school. You can't do that. I got to get up early and finish all this. And this morning I did. And every morning as I see, I realize that we have a different need. We have a different hunger. And when child comes out with the hands wide open and goes, Ah! There is no vocabulary needed. There is no gram- grammatical sense required. That voice alone tells me that I need you. The fact that I am approaching someone with my hands wide open and saying, Ah! Is the fact that I need you. And do you know what the most beautiful thing about holding a baby in your arms is that that vulnerable child, that beautiful child, will look at you and whenever she or he has a problem or need, she or he will look into your eyes and start crying. Crying with everything she got. And you know how it begins? Oh, I don't want to say it. Okay. Why and how come can a child do that to you and to me? How can that child, even when they grow up, say every morning, I need you, I need you, I need you. There is only one solid reason. Because I belong to you Daddy, I belong to you, Abba. Papa, Abba, you, I belong to you. And I know I have the right to run to you. I have the freedom to cry out to you. I have the right and the freedom to seek everything I need from you. And even when I feel volatile, when I feel shaky in my heart, when there is a heartache that I can't even voice out, I have this right to come out to you and go, Ah, Daddy, I need you. I want you. Why? He's my daddy. Do you know this daddy? Do you wake up every morning and when you're hungry, wondering whether you're going to eat a cereal or pancakes or waffles or eggs and what was the, what was that, Grinch? No. No, it wasn't Grinch. What was that? Ritz, yeah. Ritz, is that it? That was really nice. As you think about that physical hunger, do, do you have the relationship with God where you don't just go out to the kitchen and just... And prepare a half asleep and burn your hands trying to boil a coffee. Is that how you start the day? Or do you have the solid relationship with God like a sheep where when the shepherd wakes you up and says, Yoo-hoo, you go, meh. 
and wake up and say, Woo, this is another day. Good morning, Daddy. <laughs> I'm hungry. Do you have that relationship? And I know some of you might wake up. Some of us sometimes wake up just filled with this emotional anxiety or emptiness or isolation. I don't know how to put it. Where there is no longer this energy to get up. And there is no desire to get up. But do you have this relationship where as you are in your bed, you have opened your eyes do you have that relationship with your dad where you just stretch out your hand and say, Abba, I need you. I need you to hold me this morning. Do you have the freedom to just walk out to your patio and listen to the birds and hear your Lord saying, Don't worry. See those birds? I'm feeding them. See those birds flying in pairs? I have a partner for you waiting. See them enjoying the trees? I have prepared a place for you. Do you hear that? Do you have that relationship? Because only when you have that relationship the purpose of our life is no longer about doing or going or achieving. But my daddy alone becomes my purpose. Christianity is not about achieving great works. He has done that. Christianity it's about believing in the person of Christ. The full manifestation of God, our Father. God, Emmanuel, the Word who became flesh and dwelt among us so that we may see and touch and hear our Lord and our Father's voice and love in history, in the, in the very word that we understand, in the very form that we can perceive, God is portraying, God is exemplifying, God is synchronizing, God is playing the tune of His love for you this morning. Are you in Him, as He is in the Father, are you one with Him? So one that there is nothing that you do without the Father. Is there that relationship? My father was a missionary. I am a missionary. My whole family is a missional family. And every day we are walking on mission, not because we want to achieve something. Because we are just blinded, filled, satisfied with Him alone. So wherever He sends us, <laughs> as long as you're going, I'm there. And if you're not there, no way, I'm not going. <laughs> That's the only Solution. This morning, 
I want to leave you with three particular P's, just for your memory's sake, that I think will just constantly remind this love for you. You see, it is okay to cry to God. It is okay to run to God. And it is okay to be vulnerable before God because God wants you and God welcomes you to come and run to Him and say, I need you, I need you, I need you, God. I need you for number one, for your provision. It is okay for you to ask God for anything you need because He knows it even before you ask. This morning, I was so shocked. You see, I'm planting tomatoes right now and some chili peppers. And I'm just, what, what else? Um, basil. And yeah, I, I got a whole garden going right in my patio. And my wife is, has this policy, never plant anything you cannot eat. So, oh, who says I mean, okay. So you agree. <laughs> and so I've been planting whatever I could eat. And amazing thing is, she says she wants to plant. The only one planting until 11 p.m. in the evening is me. I don't know what had happened. But because I put so much care into this little garden, this morning, as soon as I woke up, do you know what I did? I went out and I looked at the tomatoes and said, is there enough water in that pot? Did I give enough food? Or did it get sunlight? Oh, look, look, look there's two flowers there. Wow. I'm going to leave the lights on so the bugs can come and germinate. I'm looking forward to that tomato. And it's, it's a little tiny tomato. And, but still, it just keeps me happy. I'm so happy that what I planted is growing so well. It's already grown like this high. And, I, and I'm joyful over it. But if I'm so, as a human being, joyful over my little tomato plant, plan and I am consciously looking over the plan and asking what do you need do you need water do you need the right angle or do you need food what can I give to you just imagine the God of heaven who created you in his own visage and breathed his own spirit into your spirit so that you may live and communicate and live together as my son and daughter. If he made you with such an intense care, do you not think he's watching over you right now and thinking, hmm, mm, what do you need? Mm, mm, come on, come on, ask. Come on, come on, ask. Okay, this is Isaac's annotated version of the Bible. He says, seek and you will find, knock and the door will open, ask, you know, mm -mm, come on. The only reason you will not receive is because you don't ask. Big smile. And that's why I always come to God and say, I need this God. I really want a good lunch. I ask every day, God, what's for dinner? Uh, obviously, food is a big issue in my life, isn't it? And sometimes when my car breaks down, I'll go, God, it's time for a new car. <laughs> 
or when my shirt that I was wearing for about six years begin to tear apart, I go, woohoo, God, which shirt am I going to get today? Whatever the need is, when my glasses break, I anticipate a new one. When I'm hungry, I ask God, I need it. But more so, when I'm lonely, I also go to God and say, God, I wish I had solid friends like Daniel. Good, firm, strongly rooted leaders who are walking with you daily like I am. And I wish we would just get together, you know, scrunch together like a rugby player and just fight this fight together. God, can I have some friends like that? I asked that when I was 18, you're going to college? That's a good prayer to ask because he answered. He gave me four different friends. That's an interesting count. Four different friends who are one is cultural, one is business minded, one is a banker, and what's another one? He is in Samsung right now. And they are all in whatever they do, they committed themselves to seeking the kingdom of God wherever they are. When you ask, He will give. The only reason you don't get it is because you don't ask. And when I was lonely, when the night was getting cold, in my early 20s, I asked the Lord, I need a wife. A pretty wife, please. <laughs> a lady I can cherish every morning and go, <gasps> God, you know, you know me, Dad. You know, I, you know, you, know you design me. You know the perfect fit. Uh, I wish she was about this height. And when I embrace her, could, could she just come in perfectly? And oh, that'll be good. And, and I wish that was that, that was that, that was this, that, da, 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 da. And I even forgot what I asked. But the thing is, I have received a gift from the Lord. Turn to your right. If you're with your wife and us, come on. Turn to your if you're with your wife, I want you to tell her, your God's gift from heaven. Come on. Your God's gift for me from heaven. Yes. If you're not sitting beside your wife, you need to do that by today, okay? <laughs> you do. Yes, God gave me a wonderful wife who now we have, God has allowed us to have a beautiful family with three children. But more than that, she became a friend of mine. And we are friends. We are companions in the mission that we are walking together. If we do not agree with one another, how could we engage on whatever God asks to do? But because the spirit in her is exactly the same as the spirit in me, we are walking this journey together. It is okay for you to God, ask God every single day. In fact, he says, acknowledge the Lord your God always. In a pity, pity little thing from the bigger, bigger, bigger thing, whatever the size, whatever the degree, acknowledge your God always. And the only way to do that is from your little decision to the biggest decision you got Ask the Lord. Seek His provision, not yours. Seek His guidance, not yours. Seek His relationship, not your formulation. And He will provide. And the second P 
it is okay, perfectly okay, for you to ask God for protection. Provision, protection. In fact, the Bible constantly says what? I am your fortress. I am like an eagle with a baby right underneath her wings. I am looking down with that 20, 20, 40, 40 vision right down. And I know every aspect of your life. And I am protecting you. I am your guide. I am your boundary nation, Israel. I'm the one who will protect you from all enemies all around. David, I'm going to make your four sides, north and south, east and west, at peace with you because I am the Lord and I am protecting you. You are mine and they will know that there is God in Israel. By protecting you in every circumstance from an accident, from any potential natural danger, from those, those who want to or might want to harm you, or even from yourself. Did you know that you are some of the most biggest dangerous <laughs> inflictor upon your own life? Because of the greed you follow, because of the decisions you make, because of the things you do, sometimes you are actually most dangerous to yourself. And God will make sure that you don't take that wrong step. God will make sure that you don't do that wrong decision. God will make sure that you don't engage in that wrong relationship. God will make sure that you don't take too many donuts. Yes. God will make sure. And it is okay for you to ask for God's protection in every aspect of the way. Because that's when you will feel the embrace of God. And you see, God didn't, us, didn't place us in an artificial world. God didn't place us in a world where we cannot feel pain and joy. God didn't put us in a place where we cannot feel sadness but always feel joy. No, without sadness, there is no joy. Without the darkness, there is no light. He actually made it very clear. But you see, danger is around us. But when God is with us, it is not a danger. When God is with us, danger is retranslated. Let me give an example. If you drive 65 miles per hour in a car, and you're sitting on a back seat on a baby car seat, that's not a danger at all. But if you are on the wheel and you're six years old, uh oh no. It depends on who's on the wheel. Now, it's that very moment I want to go back to the verse. Read with me Psalms 23. This is verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And let me highlight to you why you fear no evil. Because you fear God. 
The only way to not fear evil is to fear only the one who is above all. For you are with me. For you are with me. Your rod, which is authority, your staff, another form of authority of a shepherd, they comfort me. You see, it depends on whose authority you are under. If you are under your own authority, you are the limited bound. But let's say if you have a presidential order to go to a different country as an ambassador, your authority is that of a president. But when God is with us and His rod and the staff is protecting me under His authority, there is nothing that can take you, there's nothing that can rob you, there is nothing that can intervene into your life without the permission of God because you are under His authority. I know that when we look at the news today, we are worried about redefinitions. The words that meant this no longer means this. And people want to, every one of them, go their own separate ways. But in conclusion, it's just one thing. People no longer desire or want to be under the authority of the living God who has formed them and who is now ruling them. And the scary thing about it that is, is not because of the social disorder. The biggest worry is they, every one of them who are going their own way, are placing themselves under their, their own authority. And what that does is they, it makes them vulnerable to the enemy, to Satan, who is, whose goal is that very thing. For you to come out of the authority of God and stand alone as if I'm on my own authority. But let me tell you, right now, I don't even let my 60-year-old go out to my front door without my presence there. If the children are not under the authority of their parents, they are in immediate danger. How much more if the people of God are not living under the authority of God, they are placed under the immediate danger. Therefore, it is God's desire for you to seek His face. It is God's desire to constantly put yourself under the authority of the living God and let what He says be yes and what He says no be no. When we choose to do that, God's protection and guidance totally covers us so that the ultimate enemy, Satan, cannot breach into your life. By whose authority are you living today? Under whose umbrella are you today? Under whose roof are you living today? Be under the authority of God. And let's read with me a little bit more. And I'll conclude with this message. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. 
and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When you are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever, this is the promise today, He will prepare a table for us. Did you have a good breakfast today? Did someone prepare that for you this morning? Oh, well, it's going to be a fantastic breakfast table in the kingdom of God. And God will do much more than that. He will provide everything you need and moreover because your cup will overfill and spill over so that you can be a blessing to someone else, so that you can share to your neighbors, so that you can be a hands and feet of love to your neighbors. This world needs generous hands and God will make sure that your life becomes a generous hand. But more than that, He, in the presence of my enemies, you anoint my head with oil. That means He will intentionally take you by arms and He will lift you up. Wherever you go, whatever you do, He will just lift you up so that you will become the very example of the living God. Not God, an example of the fact that God is alive. This is how we are supposed to live. Are you living it today? Are you living it today? If not, let's live it today. This is the calling today. This is the blessing today. He is our blessing. You see, I was just talking with God again and again and again. And I, I just love what God is showing me every day. Now, uh, I cannot take my clothes off. I won't. But, play your imagination, okay? In the beginning when God created heaven and earth, who did he create? Adam. Okay. Quick response, okay? Now, when Adam was created, where did God place him? In a garden. Now, it was a perfect world because God said, oh, it's so good. And yet there's another garden more better filled up with that. And God places him right there. Does he have clothes on or not? No clothes. Ooh. Okay. No clothes on. Okay. And he's thinking, oh, okay, let me give you some authority. I got lots of animals. You want to name some? I got lots of trees. You want to name some too? And Adam just goes on. He's filled with the Spirit of God, so he has a lot of wisdom with him. And he starts naming all the animals. (laughs) You know, whatever animals he he begins to name them. But he, God really realizes, oh, something's missing. Because this part is cold. You know, there's no one here. And he needs a partner. So what does he do? Did he give him a wife or not? What was her name? Eve, you see. Oh, and they were walking around the garden. And did they have to water the plant? Did they have to give a miracle grow? No. Uh, did they have to actually um, wait for the season? No. Do you know what God said? All the fruits, everything that grows, that is seed-bearing in this garden, it is yours. Do you know what that is? Everything I need, uh, everything you need, I have perfectly prepared. The surrounding, the temperature, the season, the every coordination of the universe, I have set it, coordinated, adjusted for you only. You like it? 
And um, just because I think you're going to be hungry, uh, because I designed you to be a being who constantly eats from my provision, he wants that relationship. Remember what Ecclesiastes said? Eat and be merry with the wife that he has given you at youth, for this is what? The biggest blessing and joy in this life. And what that means is goes right to the Genesis. What did he do? He gave the food and he gave wife and he says, enjoy. But enjoy what? Enjoy God. The mission was to enjoy everything, every provision, every protection of the garden and every fulfillment of the relationship God gave and the mission is this, so that you may enjoy it with me. What God is saying is, I am the purpose of you and everything that exists. If you lose me, everything loses meaning. There is no longer a meaning once you lose God. But what sin does is sin breaks us away from God and permanently hinders us from having a relationship with God. And we lose that very three things. We lose the provision, we lose the protection, and we lose the purpose of our lives. And hence, Jesus Christ came so that where there is no way for us to go up to heaven and seek God, He came down and became flesh among us, dwell among us, Emmanuel, so that He will pay for our sin on the shameful cross and make a way where there is no way so that those who believe in the name of Jesus Christ will now have a chance to once again wake up in the morning and go, Abba! 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 That's my real voice actually. And I hope I'm not boring you this morning. I hope I'm not tiring you this morning because God is saying, I want my child back. Are you with Him? Are you in Him? He has conquered death for you. He has paid the price for you. He does not care. He couldn't care less what you have done wrong this morning, what you have done wrong yesterday, what kind of man you are, what kind of status you are, where you live, what positions you are, what education you got. He couldn't care less because everything in this world was created for you and the very fundamental purpose of creating you and everything around the world is so that He may walk with you as He did with Adam in the breeze of the garden. Are you walking with Him? If not, this morning is the time to say, Lord, Abba, I need you. I need you. The fact that you need provision is the blessing because you can say, Lord, I need you. The fact that you need protection is a blessing because you can say, I need you. 
the fact that you do not right now know what you have to do or where you're going, your purpose in life is a blessing on its own because that gives you the reason this morning to lift up your hand and run to God and say, I need you to the young people sitting here. I, I sincerely speak out, cry out to the Lord. If you do not cry out to the Lord when you're young, when will you? When the life hits, when the difficulty hits, don't be a Christian who prays when only the difficult times come. Seek the Lord when the time is at peace. Seek the Lord when you are in under the roof of someone else who loves you. Seek the Lord when you are at the frontier of your life, heading out to the ocean of life in a new opportunity setting. Seek the Lord now. If you don't have that relationship with Lord now, you are like a ship without a rudder. You are like a boat that has no direction or chart to go on. And I can tell you there are millions of students around the world who are lost in the false idea of success because they have lost God. Will you be just another count in that huge number? Or will you become a leader for God who pinpoints everything to God as a true north and allows everyone to see that this is the way because Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He is the good shepherd. Only through Him, the gate Will the sheep pass through? If not, the wolves and the animals will come and eat you, devour you. That's what the Bible says. Some of you are walking in your life in a decision point. Are you at a stage where you have hands lifted up and say, Lord, I need you. You. 